they'd always ask me, well, how do I find my purpose? How do I find what I'm supposed to be doing? I said, oh, that's easy. You know, you don't have to sit on a mountain for 10 years meditating to figure out your purpose. It's very easy. Just follow these three steps. What up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Max McCoy, and this is Looking Up. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm excited for you to listen to it. I'm joined by one of the leading thought experts in the world when it comes to entrepreneurship and following your passion, Evan Carmichael. Evan recently wrote a book, Built to Serve, How to Find Your Passion and Become the Leader You Were Born to Be. I read this book and it blew me away. And basically on this episode, we talk about the book, we talk about its contents, and we try to get Evan to bring as much value as he can. And of course he did it. He's the real deal. He's a pro. He's so good at bringing value to his listeners, to his audience. And this was no exception. We talk about finding our purpose. We talk about overcoming fear and self-limiting beliefs in pursuit of following your purpose and your passion. He, he legitimately breaks it down. Like, how do I find my purpose? He breaks it down into a formula. And I know this kind of sounds like, oh yeah, like find your purpose in three steps. But like Evan actually has a process that works. I went through his process in his book and it blew me away. Uh, and so I tried to bring that same process to this podcast interview. And I think Evan did a great job. We also talk about, you know, like I said, overcoming self-limiting beliefs, overcoming nervousness. I was nervous for this interview. We talk about that. And it was just a really awesome interview. Evan is a rare human. He sold a company, I think before he was even 22, he was an investor. He's built up a huge, huge, huge YouTube channel where he helps people kind of dissect the greats. Um, top 10 rules for success it's called you've probably heard of it and now he writes books and he helps entrepreneurs believe in themselves so if you've ever kind of been interested in this idea of following your passion following your purpose it's a really popular term but if that's ever intrigued you i think you might like this episode i definitely loved it and i took so much away from it and i think you guys will too before we get into it, I just want to say thank you for tuning into my podcast. There's so many places you could be listening to podcasts, and the fact that you are here uh, is very humbling to me. If you want to support my work in any way, you can do that by subscribing to my podcast. You could share the podcast, and if you're feeling generous, leave a review of the podcast on Apple iTunes app. That really helps my show grow and allows me to continue to get amazing guests on the podcast like Evan Carmichael. So if you don't mind doing that, that would mean the world to me. And that's it. Let's get into this episode. I'm super excited. I hope you love it as much as I did. Evan is the real deal, and I hope he brings you value like he did to me. So here is my interview with the Evan Carmichael. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, I like I like that book behind you there. It's looking sexy. Dude, I have the butterflies. I'm super excited. I've like so admire you and your work. I have the butterflies. You always talk about how that's a good thing and that I'm doing something right. Put that in your own words for me. I love it, dude. That's the best. Why is that for you an indicator that you're doing something right? Because what's the opposite? Yeah. You know, if you never had butterflies, I think you hate your life. Mm. That means you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Right? That means you're just living inside your comfort zone and photocopying every day over again, which you end up hating your life. Yeah. Right. So here's, here's what I would do. Um, I mean, and I still get this, you know, on Monday this week, I was interviewing Seth Godin for my channel and I've, I've known Seth for, I don't know, 10 years, 10 years ago, we worked <laughs> on a project, there. but it's still like, Oh my God, he's got this new book out. I want to, I want to do a good job. I'm nervous going into the interview. Yeah. Um, the test is if it doesn't happen, right? Like if I canceled on you last minute, 
you'd feel even worse. So true. That you, you spend all this time researching and kind of getting ready and, and hyping yourself up or, or meditating or whatever you needed to do to kind of get ready <laughs> for this. Um, and then like, oh, oh, man, oh, it's not on. Oh, that sucks. And then you actually feel even worse. Yeah. And that happened to me when I did Tony Robbins. I had Tony Robbins on as a guest on my show. And then the day of, like an hour or so before the interview, his team canceled on me because he had something else happening. Wow. And I get it. Whatever. It's fine. But I spent like weeks being nervous and anxious and like, oh my mm. God, you're going to have Tony Robbins on. This is going to be a huge deal. And then an hour or two before, there's such a letdown. It's like, oh, wow. And then it's mm. not depression, but it was, it was a big letdown. Yeah. It took two years to get him back on the show. Wow following up and staying consistent. So anyway, I think it, in general, like when you have butterflies, when you feel nervous, uh, it's, a, it's a sign that you have to do it. Like that's mm. the thing. You don't want to teach yourself that you get nervous and you play small, that you get nervous and you don't do. That's mm. a destructive self-talk that most people go through. And that's why most people don't end up hitting their goals. I love it. Yeah, I mean, and it comes from a good place because I so admire the work you've done. And then just the book was incredible. So uh, for some groundwork, a brief overview, Evan, if you, if you wouldn't mind, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you're doing and how you got here, a little bit about your story. I don't know. What do you, what do you, what, what's your introduction of me? What do you like about my story? I, I loved your, you know, 10 rules for success videos. I've watched those forever. Uh, those definitely gravitated me and be, let allowed me to become aware of you. But then it was the book that really was like, holy crap, this is so valuable. And in the book, I got to know a little bit more about your story. Um, you sold the company at an early age. So tell me about maybe, you know, how'd you get to writing about Built to Serve, helping people find their passion? What was that arc for you? So I was doing a tour last year in the US. I decided to do a crazy thing and go 90 days on the road and hit 23 cities in the US, driving from Toronto, where I live, to San Diego and back and hitting you know, 20, 21 other cities along the way. And um, I did it because of fear, because my greatest fear is disappointing other people. The idea that somebody would show up and, you know, pay me to be there and I would disappoint them just destroys me. Yeah. And so I thought I need to, I need to, and I've done lots of speaking and I've spoken in front of thousands of people, but it's still an ongoing fear. It's, it's not a logical one. It's a emotional one, irrational. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to, I want to, I want to practice jumping into this fear. So I'm going to do a tour and every four days speak again in a new city and speak again in a new city and face my fear every four days. Like, let's go. We're doing it again just mm. to get it out of my system. Um, and I was going to speak about something totally different, but in each of my sessions, I like making it interactive. We had a three, you know, three hour, three and a half hour session. And they'd always ask me, well, how do I find my purpose? How do I find what I'm supposed to be doing? I said, oh, that's easy. You know, you don't have to sit on a mountain for 10 years meditating to figure out your purpose. You, it's very easy. Just follow these three steps. And you know, that person ended up being blown away. And then somebody else said, oh, pick me, pick me and do me. And it's like, people need to know this. And so a third of the way through my tour, I decided that I need to put this into a book to help not just the people who show up to my <laughs> events on this tour, but that would have a longer lasting impact. Um, and this is one of those things, Max, where... I didn't have time to write a book. You know, I'm already on tour. I'm already behind on everything. My team needs me for everything. We're taking one day out of each four to tour the city because my wife wanted to see the sites and try the food and all that. So one day out of four was gone. 
one day was doing the actual events and I'm only doing work on two days out of four and I'm behind on everything. And I decided to write a book on top of it. But, but I think that's where, like when you get these great ideas, when you're feeling bold, confident, inspired, those are actually the best things for you. And then your brain talks you down from doing the things because it's not smart or logical or practical. Mm. Um, and so I've had to fight myself over the years. And now I try to help others too, in that when you come with those ideas to actually build them, to do something, to get the momentum going on it. Uh, because if you just listen to your brain, you're going to live a small life. Mm. One of the best parts of the book was how digestible it was and how quick hitting it was. I could pick it up for five minutes and I could get so much value out of it. And then I could put it right back down. And that allowed me to be really intimate with the book and just carry it around with me. I, I did it intentionally. Because yeah. I suck at reading. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll read, I have a goal. I read 10 pages a night in, in, a, in a book, but I get most of my learning from videos. So mm. it's why I have my YouTube channel. Yeah. And the books that I found for me, the books that have like a 40 page chapter, I would zone out halfway through. Yeah. And then have to go back and I forget what I was reading as I go back and read it again. And I feel like it would just take me forever to get through a book. And maybe it's just, you know, I'm, and I'm, I speak English, you know, it's my first language. Um, but I don't know, maybe I'm just a really bad reader. So I wanted oh. to make it easy so that every page you can, you can break. You can read one page and break and pick it up the next day and, mm. and just keep going. Or you can, you can go through and read a hundred pages at a time if you want. We did that with very much intention. One for me and my learning style being super slow, I guess, reading. And then also for the people around the world whose English might not be their first language mm. um, or kids who are reading the two who there's no big fancy words in there. Um, Cause I don't speak in big fancy words either. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was meant to be digestible because I want people to get the message. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to send this podcast to a lot of people I love who maybe won't read the book. Cause you know, they just don't read as much, but I'm like, I, I'm so passionate about what you're doing and how it can help people. So I'm wondering if we can do like a brief skimming the surface. There's so much to go into, but how do people find their purpose? That's kind of the, the theme of the book. So I walk people through a process called who, why, how. So the first part is who, which is your most important core value. This is figuring out who you are as a human being. And when you understand what your most important core value is, it gives you a rock to stand on and you stop feeling like you're being pulled in everybody else's direction for their, everybody's got some kind of goal for your life and what you should be doing with your life. And people don't have enough clarity on their own direction. So they end up feeling pulled in a million different directions. So it starts with your most important core value. Mine is believe. Did you get to yours, Max? Mine, I, I would say it was direction. That was kind of the, uh, the word I came up on as, as having a, a sense of direction because for so long I didn't have one. And, and the pain I felt through that was pretty intense. Great, so direction. So now anytime Max is unhappy, it's gonna be because he doesn't have direction. And that's, that's great to know. Yeah. That's just great self-awareness. I'm not happy. Why? I don't have direction. Mm. And so this will be a repeated pattern. Like you might have direction for the next two years and then you might feel like you hit a slump. Like, well, what happened? Why, where did the energy go? Why don't I have the mojo that I had before? Mm. It's because you don't have the direction anymore. Maybe you hit your goals and now you don't know mm. where to go next. Uh, when you're bringing on people on your team, you want them to care about direction as well that they know where they're going as humans, as well as where the business is going to go. Uh, hiring a video editor for you, for example, you're going to want to help that person find direction in their own life beyond just, can they cut a video for your channel? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it's a different kind of business that most people won't think of. 
but this is the kind of business that, that you, Max, will succeed at. Uh, and there's no right or wrong, but, but there's always, like, there has to be that heart of the company. And it's not just a business thing, it's a, it's a Max thing that you bring to your business. Hmm. Some people will say, oh, direction, that's stupid. I don't, I don't, I just want to edit videos, dude. Like, stop trying to give me advice for my life. Like, that's not going to be a good person for you. Yeah. Where other people are like, this is the greatest job I've ever had in my entire life because this guy cares about me as a human and where I'm going, as well as the work that I'm, I'm putting up, right? Mm. And so that's the cornerstone for everybody. And I walk people through how to find it. But even, even just taking a guess at the beginning of what do you believe that's more important than anything else? What's your most important core value? And then whenever you're unhappy in a relationship or in your life, it's because you're living your life out of alignment with your most important core value. Hmm. So that's your who. Um, so it's who I have. Then the why is your purpose. And your purpose comes from your pain. Whatever you struggle the most with as a human is the thing you want to help other people through so that they don't suffer as much. So you struggled a lot with direction and you felt the pain and what that meant to you and how much you, and I don't, I don't know all the details of it, but I'm sure it was very painful for you and how you felt about yourself, not even like physical pain of breaking your arm or something, just the negative self-talk, the feeling like a loser, that you have nothing to contribute. And so you've come through that, you know, you may not be completely through, like you still want to grow and learn and get better and you're still on a journey, but you're way better than Max. How long ago? Like how many years ago was Max at his lowest low? I would say like five years. Great. There's a lot of people right now who are Max from five years ago. Yeah. A lot of people. So even this is where people think, well, I, who am I to help? I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not whoever. Yeah, exactly. but you're Max and you've been through a lot of crap and come out on the other side. Like hmm. where you are right now, if you think, if you think back to Max from five years ago, you're, you're in that mind space. And now you're thinking in five years, I'm going to have a show. I'm going to interview some of my heroes and bring them onto my podcast. And like, it's like, that's impossible. Yeah, it's right. Crazy. It's like, this is never going to happen. <laughs> Max from five years ago doesn't think that this Max can even exist. Mm. Right. So this is the negative self-talk we have to fight to say, well, yes, you're not Tony Robbins, but you're Max and, and you are already an impossibility to Max from five years ago. Mm. And then recognize that there's millions of people who are Max five years ago right now. Hmm. And, and they need your help and they need your hope and they need your inspiration and they need your guidance, right? Um, so that's the why and that'll never get old. And your who and your why are for life. Like you're going to be Max, 120 years old, sitting in a rocking chair in some old age home and, and you'll still care about helping people find direction in hmm. their life. You'll still care. Like if some 19 year old came up to you and said, I don't, I'm lost. Your eyes will light up again and say, here's, here's what you just, it never gets old. <laughs> so you'll true, just, you just love it forever. <laughs> and this is great. Like this gives you direction for life. Like yeah. this is what most people are missing. This is why I got so frustrated. I said, I just need to put this into a book so people can pick this up because it, when you figure that out, it's not just something to do for the week. This is for the rest of your life. And so maybe it takes you a week to go through it. I think that's a, pretty good investment of your week to figure that out to set you up for the rest of your life. Um, but there's three steps. So it's who, I, how, how, so that's your who and your why your how is how did you get out of it? So what did you do to get out of the hole that you were in? Maybe you, well, what was one of the things that helped you? For me, it was, um, books, uh, books, podcasts, which was like learning in an untraditional way. And then things like travel actually to put it all together. Yeah. So, so then now this is how you're going to help other people is yeah. you introduce them to 
the right books like built to serve yes sir <laughs> you're going to introduce them to, to podcasts you're hosting your own podcast maybe you take people on education travel tours like maybe you sign up with max for a 10-person mastermind where you mm. go to the amazon and and you know visit it take in the nature and then also do you know book study club while you're there right like it's gonna be this weird mix that nobody's done before yeah but, but this is how you find direction with max right so how you got out of it so you're an impossibility how you got out of it is teachable it's not some random thing that just happened you probably tried a lot of different things that that then didn't work but then you found a couple things that did work that i call your recipe for success and that is something that you can teach other people how to do and that will evolve and change and right now it's podcasting and in 20 years maybe it's hologram max beaming into your living room you know doing his thing so the how will change a little bit um but it's still going to be about education and i like how you said i don't know the alternative education so it's not yeah. what you're getting you know yeah. in the school system right and so it's going to be introducing people to the podcast to the experts to the to the books to the videos that might spark the shift to help people realize that they're capable of more hmm. i think one of the the parts that i subconsciously get tripped up on is the how and it's the and i know a lot of people that because I, I am self-employed, but it's not totally aligned with passion yet. You know, it's, there's bits and pieces of it, but it's not it yet. And there's still this story that I think, and it goes in line with your core belief of believe is, do I actually believe that I can make a substantial, you know, amount of money or make a living doing what I actually love? Like, is that actually possible? Yeah. And so that's why the last section of the book. So I was originally just going to do who I how. Here's, here's the book done. You figure out your purpose. You know, you know who you are, you know how you're going to do it. Awesome. Um, the last section that I added in around how to turn this into a business, because there's so many people who have such a, a warm heart, good intention, big ambition, but then never figure out how to turn helping others into a business. And so you're stuck doing it as a hobby. Like you'll have this super fulfilling hobby in the evenings and weekends. Yeah. And, and then have to have some job that you hate just to keep going. Mm -hmm. you have to learn how to turn it into a business. So that's, that's the whole last section of the book is let, let me show you ways to turn this into a business. That may not be like overnight success business, but a business that then you can turn into full time, that then you can hire people on your team. Now imagine you've got 10, 20, a hundred people working for you. The impact you can have on helping people find their direction versus you just doing it part time, evening weekends, because you haven't figured out how to turn into a business. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, the whole last section of the book because I want people to figure that part out. How do you see uh, the how going with like a B2B business? So let's say right now one of my 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 business strategies is I'm like I do production and help other entrepreneurs and educators get their message out through things like video and podcasting. How do you see something like that where it's not directly to the people that are like me? How do you see that being a part of service if at all? Uh, it's finding so what you just described is a commodity service that lots of people can do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you make videos and podcasts to help you spread your message. Like lots of people can do that. Yeah. So how do you charge more for it? Why would people hire you versus somebody else is because you want to work with people who are helping people get direction. Mm. You want to have people who are mission aligned with you as opposed mm. to somebody who's just trying to sell an e-course or just trying to puff their brand up or sell some merch or something, right? Mm. You're going to work the best with people who are mission aligned. 
Mm. where they want to go spark a change in the world, help other people find, even if direction isn't their one word, yeah. their who, they align with it super well, mm. right? Helping them. So you'll be more happy working on those projects and you can also charge more for it because now you're unique, now you're custom, now you, uh, I, I like that as a path, as a bridge to get to wherever you ultimately want to go. Mm -hmm. um, but that's how you separate yourself where you're, you're trying to find people who are thought leaders, experts, hosts who have direction and want to help other people find direction too. Mm. How do you, you wrote a book on confidence as well. What are one of your one, one to two go-to tips for confidence? You, you kind of touched on this idea of imposter syndrome. Who am I to be doing this? What are some like actionable things we can do to work on that sense of belief and confidence? The two things that I always come back to over and over and over again and over and over again, this isn't just like, Oh yeah, I solved that 10 years ago. This still happens to me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I think it should, that means you're growing and you're pushing against the boundaries. Um, and I don't think people talk about it enough. They just talk about what they've overcome, but not what they're in the process of overcoming as well. And I think that I'm trying as much as I can to kind of humanize the process that I'm not perfect and I'm still learning and growing and mm. I suck at a lot of stuff. So the two things that help me are, are the, the, I'm nervous. Like we talked about that at the start of the show, whenever you're feeling nervous, that's a sign to go. And that could be um, either emotional where you hear yourself saying like, I'm scared, scary, difficult, or hard are three trigger words for me that if I hear me thinking about it, or I say it out loud, or I write it in a, I see it kind of coming out of my fingertips on the screen. Now I have to do it because scary, difficult, or hard are not acceptable reasons to not take action. Uh, the other is a physical one where if you feel your heart beating, like if you said, hmm, I want to have, I want to have Evan Carmichael on my show. And then the, the first thing is like your heart starts beating faster. That yeah. means it's go time. Like you have to, you have to shortcut your brain because your brain's going to then say all the things that won't happen. Oh, Evan's too busy. Evan's not going to say yes. Evan has no time. Evan, whatever. Right. And it doesn't mean it will work out by the way. Like lots of people ask me and I'm sure other people you've tried to have on your show. Most people won't give you a no. Most people just ignore you and never even write back to you. Yeah. Um, there's something, I guess, in your message is like, yeah, I like this guy. Let's, let's, you know, let's make this happen. <laughs> um, but the fact that your, your heart, you know, is beating means that you have to go do the thing. So when you're nervous, when you get butterflies, or if you feel it in your stomach, like that idea, that's a good sign. You have to go do that thing. So that's one. Um, and teaching yourself that Max does difficult things. Max does things that makes him feel anxious. That's what I tell myself. Like if I'm backstage at an event, I was backstage at Brendan Burchard's event, found a couple thousand people in Arizona, and I blank on how I'm going to start my presentation. And I have no slides or anything, right? So just me for an hour and a half or an hour on stage. And I imagine myself just freaking out and having nothing to say. And I'm backstage and I, I'll tell myself, Evan Carmichael does difficult things. Like this is the voice in my head constantly that I do difficult things. The other side that also helps that I balance it with is service. I'm here not for me. I'm here to serve. I'm here to help. I'm here talking to Brendan's event to, to, help these people. I've got knowledge and information that can help them stop being so selfish. It's not about me at all. It's about mm. these people out here who are in the audience and, and I'll, I'll peek behind the, the, the ropes or whatever the, what is it called? The curtains. curtains yeah. <laughs> I'll peek behind the curtains and I'll see the people and I'll try to find somebody like I'm here for her. I'm here for him. Right. Mm. I can help this person. And so those two things, when I, 
when I remind myself that I do difficult things and then I partner that up with service, that I'm here to help. My intention is good. That calms me down. That gets me ready to, to jump. And often all we're missing is just the jump, right? Like you might've been nervous as anything for this interview and now you're fine. You know, like it's, yeah. we're doing it. Now we're, we're having fun. It. Now we're, we're, we're doing it. We're having fun. Right. But it's like, it's cause it's all this lead up to just taking the first step. Yeah, it is. And now that the step's going, it's great. And it's rolling. Yeah. That's the thing that most people prevent themselves from doing is taking that first step. And so that's how I continue to try to conquer it. Yeah. And you're right. It, it doesn't go away. So it's cool to hear you, uh, you know, say even where you're at, it still happens. Cause for me, I've been podcasting for two years now and I was like, I, I thought I would get over this and it, it just hasn't happened. And especially as I keep talking to guests, I respect more and more. Um, well, but that's one, the thing it's cause you're growing. You could yeah, do that's true. like you just doing a solo podcast. I'm sure it wouldn't be as nerve wracking for you No way. or yeah. whoever your first, maybe your first guest was your brother or your homie or something like having him back on. Now that's going to be a super chill, easy conversation. That's you're true. nervous because you're, you're bumping up against more comfort zones. And there's an infinite number of comfort zones that you want to keep bumping up against. So, so it's great. Like I can do the things that I've already done with ease. It's the next thing that I'm nervous about. Mm, I love it. One of the things that, uh, and I know we'll wrap up soon. One of the things that out of college is where I felt, felt the most out of uh, direction. Like I was out of an alignment with my core value and that's kind of where that started for me. And I think it was because I gravitated to wanting to be self-employed and entrepreneur and I didn't feel like the path that was laid for me, the the support of what's normal allowed me to grow into the person I needed to be. What advice would you give someone if they didn't go to college? What are some things that they can do to kind of prepare themselves to, to be an entrepreneur if they feel like that's a path they want to go down? Uh, two things. One, go try to be around the people who you want to be like. So I would go try to work for an entrepreneur. Not, not some giant company where you're an intern and you're just getting coffee for people all day, but somebody who has 10 employees, who you can get super close to, who is like, I think I could be like this person. Like I wanna, I wanna learn as much as possible and be around the sun, right? Like they're the sun. One to see if it's what you want. Like you may think you wanna be an entrepreneur and then realize, oh, like that is not, what I want to be at all. It's totally different. Um, and then two, start your thing up right now on the side. Just yeah. start. Like th there is no perfect path. I think the biggest problem for a lot of entrepreneurs is, or want to be entrepreneurs is trying to figure out what the perfect first step is. It doesn't exist, right? Like if you want to start a podcast, you start, you take your phone out and you press record and there's episode one. And episode one might be, okay, I'm starting a podcast. I don't really even know what I'm doing, but I'm hoping to have good conversations and help people find their direction. And this, even making this just scares the crap out of me, but I'm tired of not taking action on what I say I'm going to do. And so here we go. Podcast done. Episode one. That's like the greatest episode one of all time, like post and <laughs> yeah. then, and then go make episode two, right? Like people are so worried about what microphone to get and what camera and what, what headphones should I buy? It's all just fear talking that's preventing you from doing the most important thing, which is taking the first step. Last question. What would you say to your 25 year old self? He is kind of, he's amidst his entrepreneurial journey. He sees the, he sees the path, but uh, what would you say to yourself? The answer is always your who. So for me, it's believe. I'd go back and tell myself I need more belief. Uh, for you, you go back and tell yourself you need more direction. Yeah. Like it's always going to be your most important core value. 
and I used to hate this question because I can't and, go back. And, and you know? I know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm 40, right? I can't go back and talk to 25 year old Evan. And I don't know that I would, even if I could, cause I'm, I like where I ended up, but where this question becomes actually super valuable and practical is if that's the message you would tell 25 year old Max, if you're looking at 85 year old Max coming back to today's Max, it's the same message. 85 year old Max is telling 2020 Max, Max direction, dude, get your direction in order. Like you think you got it. It's still nothing compared to what you, you, you could do. Yeah. Direction, I love dude. I love so that. now it's yeah. practical because whatever you would tell your 25 year old self, you still need right now, just in a bigger way. Yeah. Man, thank you so much for taking the time, Evan. You're a, you're a gift of a human for myself and just for everybody out there. So I just so appreciate what you're doing. Cool, man. Appreciate the love. What episode number is this for you? This is 86. 86. For, I want to come back for 250. 250, you're in. I'm going to schedule it in. <laughs> you're getting close to 250. Let my assistant know and we'll, we'll do round two. I'm stoked. I'm so excited for that. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. Awesome. Much love, Max. Much love. <laughs> that does it for that episode. Thank you guys for listening. I hope this helps you in your journey, whatever you're looking to do in the world. I think you will be better at doing it if you align with your purpose and your passion. So hopefully Evan's words rang and resonated with you. I know they did for me. Ever since recording this episode, I have been looking to make some changes and try to implement these things we talked about into my life. Like knowledge is cool but applied knowledge is when it turns to wisdom and so i hope you guys take what you learned from this podcast and try to apply it as best as you can that would make me so happy hit me up on instagram if you want to say hi if you want to let me know what resonated with you from this show definitely tag me i love when you guys uh, share some tidbits from the show to your instagram stories and if again if you want to support my work i so appreciate that i so appreciate you listening to my podcast like that alone is so sick But if you want to do a little bit more and if you want to kind of uh, show your love, maybe you share this podcast with a friend. Maybe you just make sure you're subscribed and also you could leave a review on Apple iTunes. That helps me a lot. helps me get, you know, awesome guests on the show uh, and that would just, you know, warm my heart up. So I thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you are doing amazing uh, and follow your purpose, follow your passion. And I'll see you on the next episode, fam. I love you. Bye. Thank you.